guys. So this is Frank with Just a Couple Dudes Podcast, uh, one of your co-hosts. And then we have our other co-host. Eric Flatiger. And we're missing our other co-host, Brandon Lawrence, who has a wedding to go to tomorrow. Pretty exciting. Oh, nice. Yeah. So today's... He's always, man, he's always got something going on. He makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm like, dude, he's juggling a lot. Even you, man, you're juggling a lot. And that's what we're kind of talking about today is burnout, which I think is a, is a good topic to talk about with, with our audience and people and talk about how we manage. Because people do ask me uh, quite often, they ask, like, how do you manage all of it? I'm like, well, recently I, I crashed. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am human. So um, I think it's, it's going to be a good episode. Yeah, it is. So, so yeah, I guess I'll, I'll start with our Jack's uh good man segment and so I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a pull back from our Instagram which I usually try to do Jack's man of the week so I put in someone for the week um so this guy I put in I posted about him his name is uh Greg Boynton uh he goes by Pappy Boynton and so I'm actually I usually get these people too from uh this really cool website people can go check out it's called badassoftheweek.com if you need a little inspiration just go to badassoftheweek.com and there's so many cool people on there. So I'll just read a little excerpt from it. So it says, uh, Greg Boynton was born on December 4th, 1912 in the general vicinity of, ooh, that's hard to pronounce, but somewhere in Idaho. His parents were divorced when he was young and then um, he had a pretty rough life as a kid. But when he was six, he was lucky enough to catch a ride with a, with a barnstormer pilot and the experience changed his life forever. So Pappy Boynton was uh, part Sioux, part Irish, World War II fighter ace who could drink any man under the table, routinely kicked the crap out of his enemies in back alley fistfights, cold cocked at least two superior officers, and still somehow found time to blast a couple dozen Japanese zeros out of the air with his quad-mounted 50 cals. He was the first American fighter ace of World War II, flew two of the coolest fighter aircraft of the war, held officer positions in a couple of the United States' most famous fighter squadrons, and is probably one of the only human beings in the military history to personally accept a Medal of Honor that had originally been issued to him, oh, is this, uh, posthumously? Posthumously? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, he's, I mean, just all around badass. Part Sioux, part Irish, first ever World War II fighter ace, just, I mean, just an incredible guy. And so I had wrote, you know, in this post, you know, what an incredible man. I mean, I say it all the time, but we are so soft in comparison to some of these past four years. Not a jab at modern society. It's not our fault we were born into advanced technology, medicine, et cetera, but history is sobering. People were hardened and lived, um, lived their lives in such a different and unique way. And so, yeah, I, mean, I just think of these people from who fought in World War II, World War One. I, I mean, dude, they're just cut from a completely different cloth that I, can, I can't even, it's hard to even get in the head of that, you know? Yeah, it is hard to fathom. Like, uh... I, I don't know. I served in the military, but I never saw combat. Uh, you know, there was part things that were hard, but I can't imagine. I mean, they went to a light boot camp and then went to war for two years, you know, and then, and then they didn't have Zoom. They didn't have Skype. So they had to like never, maybe never hear from their loved ones again. Right. It would take, it would take a long time to find out they died. Um, or it would be letters like once a month, probably like something like that. Like, could yeah. you imagine like, what were those letters like? Gosh, I don't know, man. You wait six weeks just to get this like three page letter. Yeah. I mean, talk about 
I mean, we're in a time where I mean, I talk just in one day via social media talking. I mean, we're constantly talking to people, not always quality conversations, but it's it's such a different time, even for our, our deployed members who thank you very much for everyone deployed right now. But I mean, they're able to at least Skype every day. It's just such a different environment, which is uh, which is huge. Oh, yeah, dude, it's radically different now. And I think that's, you know, when we start talking more about anxiety and burnout and things like that. You know, it's even crazy to think back then, uh, a guy like this guy, he doesn't even know what burnout is. Like, that's not even a thing. It's not even a, you know, verbiage that people use to describe anything. And so, but now we're even more overwhelmed, though, because we do have so many ways to connect. And with all these different ways to connect, and we're constantly plugged in the email, like my work email comes in through my phone, my regular email comes in the phone, the podcast email comes through here, plus I have social mm-hmm. media on there, plus I'm texting people, taking in phone calls, like that, just that and alone, you're always plugged in. Whereas in, you know, decades prior, you could leave because you didn't have, you know, you have your briefcase full of your papers and stuff like that, but you weren't just completely connected at all times. It's hard for us to shut it off. And it's really important, you know, there's a lot of research coming out now that talks about how important it is to shut it off, you know, hours before you go to bed. And I mean, I'm bad at it. I don't, you know, I probably have my phone in my face right up until the moment I go to bed. Well, Eric, I mean, you're, you're in a really busy season, man. I mean, you're right now, you're being a supportive fiance uh, to wifey, Anella, who's doing an amazing job. She just had four competitions, right? In a matter of how many months, like, wasn't it like a month and a half or something? Yeah, I think over six weeks, she did four shows. Mind you, like these shows take, and we'll have to have her on. I mean, this is the amount of dedication, hard work that comes to that. I mean, she's traveling. Where'd she go to Vegas, Tucson? Where else did she go? Yep, it was like Tucson, Vegas, San Diego, back to Vegas. And she did all that in six weeks. And yep. that's not even the training that she does during the week, the meal preps. She also works at least 40 hours a week, right? Yeah, she works full time job. She trains full time. You know, it's, it's not just, a, it's, hours and hours a day because there's so much that goes into it just a volume of stuff you have to do to prepare your body and so when you're doing four shows you know you have your peak week so you're trying to get your body you know completely maxed out for that that saturday to compete but if you're doing another show the following week or two weeks it you gotta everything's timing and then you gotta go through it's just it's nuts it's exhausting and you're not eating right you're not you know, you're hydrating a lot, then you're dehydrating yourself, and it's just exhausting. It's just very admirable. And then you got, like you, so you're supporting her. You've been at most of these events with her. You've been on a lot of the posts and been at her, like, right, you know, her right arm, basically. So you guys are a power couple right now. And then now you're basically the principal. I mean, right? Or at least doing those duties. Yeah, yeah, taking on all those duties, you know. So you're, you're how old, Eric? Yeah, 28. <laughs> 28. 28 years old. Looks great in a suit. Looks great with a bow tie. Is very uh, awesome guy. Very uh, charismatic. But being a principal, I thought you had to be at least 40. Yeah, at least 45. At least, <laughs> at least 45. Like one divorce and um, 45 years old. But man, that's that's crazy. So what's it like right now being the principal? It's a whole, it's a, it's definitely a whole other animal, you know, because uh, my official title is Dean of Students, and just to give some background to people, you know, my boss, who is the principal of the school, is taking, you know, she'll be taking a leave of absence for, for some medical reasons that she's taking care of, and so um, we don't have an assistant principal. Um, we have principals, and you have the Dean of Students, 
at our with our setup. And so I'm going to be taking on some kind of like interim responsibilities, which is all the stuff that she's doing. And, you know, I was already doing a lot as a dean of students. I'm in charge of discipline. I'm helping out with curriculum. I'm helping out with all the different COVID stuff we've been experiencing. But, you know, now when you when you start taking over some of those school leader roles, it's like now I'm looking at a budget. Now I'm going to 10 times the amount of meetings, uh, you know, constantly in communication. I'm worried about stuff like enrollment every single day. You know, I'm writing a number on a whiteboard about what our enrollment's at because that's going to, our enrollment number is going to affect our budget, which is going to keep people employed, which I'm dealing with, I had to deal with this week and today, just finding out stuff about, about job security. And it's just stuff that, you know, it's weird because you're in your office, everyone who's out, you know, all these teachers and other people who are outside of my office have no idea the stresses that go into a budget and payroll and keeping people employed. And I didn't really realize it until recently as much as, you know, as deep as I do now. And I'm like, wow, this is just added weight, you know, and it's more time. I open the school, I close it. Um, it's, it's definitely a bigger animal, but I don't know. I try to take the positives from it too, man. Like I just see it as an opportunity. That, that's all it is. You know, if I flame out, I flame out, but it's an opportunity to learn and grow and do something that in my entire organization, there's no one my age in a position that I'm in, so I might as well just take, you know, make advantage of it. Oh, are you muted, Frank? I can't hear you. Oh, it's, now it's really low. Really? Yeah. Maybe I could try to just. Okay, now try. Yeah, can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Is it better? Eric. It sounds low on my end, but... Is it low? Well, it's probably low then. That's not good. Huh. He literally just set this up, like, right, right prior. Okay. Now it sounds... Now it sounds... A, okay. I wonder what changed. I don't know. I have no idea. It was like all of a sudden I couldn't... Like, you were like on volume one. <laughs> Man. That's weird. I wonder if we can edit that out of the Zoom. Um, we should be able to. Okay. What is that? What are we at? I think Brandon can clip it. Okay. So maybe I'll I'll like email him and be like. Yeah. How do we tell like what time it is that? What time is it now? Like so we start at five thirty. So like fifteen minutes in. Yeah. Okay. But you can hear me now and we're good. I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I don't want to mess with this thing. So okay. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, so we were talking about, so what happens when you do flame out, like so burnout for you? I don't know. I, you know, I, I said I had just heard some interesting perspectives on this. I was listening to a couple of people talk uh, on a podcast and this guy had this really cool viewpoint. I don't know how practical it is or it might be a little controversial to people, but he was saying, he's like, you know, people always tell him like, oh, dude, you're going to burn out. You're, you're going too hard. You're going to burn out. And he's like, I'm not a candle. I'm a person. I don't burn out. He's like, I'm a creative <laughs> being. I'm a spiritual being. And I'm a creative being. And so I can create and manifest my energy. I can create my own day. I can create my own stuff. So I'm not, I don't burn out. And he's one of those special people, you know, he's like a you know, multi, multi-millionaire, you know, crazy mm-hmm. entrepreneur type, kind of like Gary Vee. And so he's, I think he's, he's built a little different, but I try to just take a piece of it and think like, okay, but so when, when he talks about being a creative being and creating your own, you know, creating your energy or creating your day, I guess if you are feeling that, if I am feeling that stress and that weight and that burnout, I try to look at my, my week and my schedule and my days and think, what can I create? You know, how, what can I remove? So I'm creating my schedule. I'm creating my day. Now there's some things I can't, you know, I can't, you know, take out like work, you mm-hmm. know, but what am I doing outside of that? What are all the little things I'm doing? What time am I getting up? What time am I going to bed? What am I doing in between all of that? And maybe there's some things I can take out or remove, or maybe there's some things I can tweak. And I would say that's where I would start when I'm feeling some, some burnout. I'd also try and sit down and, and really deeply reflect on like, how am I eating? What's my nutrition like? How much am I sleeping? okay, well, I'm, I'm losing an hour and a half of sleep every night. Maybe that, that's affecting it. Or I'm, I'm starting to eat like crap, or maybe that's affecting it. Maybe I'm not hydrating. So on the physical side, there could be some things that I need to change. And so I guess it's just evaluation. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if I'm flaming out, I, I try to really deeply evaluate what's going on in my life, what's my schedule like, what's my nutrition like, uh, and then see what I can do. Um, and then there's times where I just feel like, I don't know. I try to just seek motivation through like, maybe I feel this burnout, but maybe that just means I got to double down right now, you know, um, which can be crazy because maybe you just burn out twice as fast, you know? Yeah. But what about you? Well, I, you know, me, I go through these spurts, man, where I can go a thousand miles per hour is what it feels like. Um, I think what spurred it is, you know, I did the MDR hypnosis in May and then I started feeling better and then I, uh, I became single and I was like looking to start my business and stuff. And as soon as I became single, I had like all this time, dude. So I, I just filled my schedule up and went really hard for like three months. You know, my, my, uh, my brother almost died. That was crazy. I lost that nurse and that was close to me. And like, so there was that going on. And then all of a sudden, like last Friday, I just hit like, a, I just smacked bro. Right. Like right into a wall. And I'm like, what just happened? And I mean, I literally went like overnight. I mean, there's little signs of it because I started getting more agitated and I, I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And then like finally, like my mind and my soul, like gave out and my family could tell because that's my MO. So they, they could, they knew that that was happening because they're like, how much are you doing? Like, I was just, it was just too much. And sometimes I want to do it all, you know, and, um, uh, I was able to recoup, you know, pretty fast this time. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, something like Tony Robbins talks about is a balance of uncertainty and certainty. 
and I need both, right? I think everyone does, but like, I don't, I didn't have a lot of certainty right now. You know, I didn't have a lot of stability. Like I was looking at, you know, looking at jobs. I was looking at changing my main job while I'm starting a business. The podcast has changed a lot. You know, there's been a lot of content we've done. The shirts was, was huge. We got all 130 shirts out um, and, you know, building a studio and all that. And that's all been done in three months, man. So it was just yeah. wild to just like, you know, turn that on. And now I'm, I'm just dialing in my focus uh, to where, you know, frankly, new joints is going to be a focus, the main focus for me, you know, obviously keep my job and stuff like that, but I just, I can't date right now. <laughs> it's just not, I can't give the time, you know, for that, um, for a woman or something, even though that's what I want, you know, for sure. But um, yeah, man, I just, I don't always listen to the signs and unfortunately, you know, it was too late this time and then I hit a wall and I had to recoup. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, uh, there's always that, that fine line between wanting to take over the world and finding what reality is, you know, and, and I just made a, a part of my post recently. It was like, you know, I don't think we should feel guilty for dreaming big. And I think often too many people don't dream big enough. You know, they, mm -hmm. they aim too low and they hit, so they stay comfortable. Mm -hmm. But there is a line between aiming too low and hitting and figuring out what what is that big target I want to do, but it's still obtainable, and I'm not going to burn myself to a crisp to get there, you know. And so, but yeah, it's all. I just think for me personally, it comes down to just constantly evaluating and listening to to my surroundings, you know, you know, listening to your environment. And like you said, there's maybe a couple signs there that maybe you you didn't listen to. Yeah, um, I started I started getting real agitated, like I wasn't enjoying golf as much. Um, I started getting like more angry and stuff. And then I like, when I get real wound up, I want to change everything. So like, I, I can be hard to be around because I really want to help people. And with that, I can get kind of more aggressive with it. And sometimes that could be probably frustrating. You know, I'm like, Hey, why don't you do this? You know, why don't you do this? And I become, instead of like the good empathetic healer I am, I become just a little bit too pushy. And I know that's another sign. And then, um, yeah, man. I mean, burnout here, I actually have, uh, I did some research on it. Burnout is a loss of meaning in one's work coupled with mental, emotional, or physical exhaustion as a result of long-term unresolved stress. So basically I just, I just added too much on my plate. Um, it felt really good. Like I was in the zone. I would forget what day it was, um, which is a good feeling because I work a, you know, a weird schedule, but um, I do have to recognize that ahead of time. And the biggest thing I did this time, which was huge is I, I lent so hard, man, on my friends and family like right away, you know, I got burnout, I got depressed, I got down and, you know, lost energy, cognition, you know, lost like hope in things. Um, I started grieving my relationship finally, which, you know, I wish it worked. It didn't, but, uh, you know, it was just weird, Eric. It was just like, dude, I just like all of a sudden, boom, here you go. Now it's your time to deal with this stuff. And, wow. um, so I, I, you know, I started reevaluating my life and started realizing, Hey, you know, it's, I can't be going on dates right now. It's just too much, you know, for me. And I can't give the quality I need. I realize that I need to be open and honest and transparent. Like I reached out to you, Eric. I love you, bro. Yeah. Like I'd be like, Hey man, like I burned myself out and you take a step back. I was putting videos out every day, like, you know, yeah. and doing that and constantly on social and, and I appreciate all the support. There's people on social that reach out to me. Um, my mom was really big for me recently, uh, which is huge. Shout out to my mom. Uh, that was great to connect with her and, and kind of because we're very similar in ways. Uh, my dad was really there for me, my stepmom, um, you know, my sister, uh, Casey, she's amazing. 
By the way, my sister's pregnant. I can say that now. Wow. Yeah, that's Dang. a huge thing. Casey's pregnant, so. That's amazing. Yay! Yeah, baby. Baby, baby Grigsby. Yeah, so I'm happy for Josh and Casey. Wow. So really excited. Um, babies are uh, are an amazing thing, and like the start of life is is so beautiful for a family. Um, but yeah, man, it it was uh, it wasn't easy, but this is a good test, man, to like, hey, recognize it. You know what what can you handle? What can't you handle? I am doing a lot. I forget, Eric. Like I forget, man. You know, I forget how much I'm doing, I guess, or how much I've done. Like, uh, yeah, and, it, and it's hard too, cause like you know, like I can see, I can see how much you're posting and everything you got going on, cause you know we're we're tied together with the podcast and whatnot, and you know obviously on top of that we're friends, and so you know you tell me everything you got going on, but I'm so I'm always the person who's like I'm very libertarian in the sense of like I let people do what they want to do, like if you want to do that do it, and if I feel like hey like you know Frank's going twice as hard. But I also feel like, well, hey, if they want to do it, like, do it. You know, you're getting a lot done. You're getting a lot of stuff going. Um, so it's hard because, you you know, even as someone around you, you know, you don't want to be that person either who's like, because I hear it all the time. There's very successful people that, that one of the things is they're like, oh, my whole life people told me to slow down. People told me to, you know, that I'm doing too much. And so I hear stuff like that. And I think like, well, I don't want to be that person to tell people to, you know, because maybe the life lesson is you don't know until you, you do feel that burnout. You know, it's like you go so hard to start hitting some breaking points and you're like, okay, so now I'm finding out what some limits are. So mm-hmm. let's push the limits. And I don't want to be the person to be like, hey, pump the brakes. Don't push your limits, you know. Um, so it is tough. But uh, I could, I mean, not like I could tell you where, I didn't know you were, I mean, until you text me, I, you're, um, I, I just assumed you're just so going crazy you know putting stuff out like crazy um that's interesting that it hit you all at once you know yeah it was like one day at work man it just hit me and then you know it was like four or five days that i was like down and uh uh like i said i mean you have to have a good community i have the most amazing friends the most amazing family my best friend kyle i saw him and his wife we had dinner the other night it was amazing uh my friend mark um you you know i wish i wish people had more time you know we're all so busy right i feel like I feel like everyone is, we're all like ants. Don't you feel like we're ants a little bit? And it's just like everyone's scatterbrained, especially if COVID's kind of like suppressed a bit. So everyone's like, like ready to go, you know? And uh, you feel it driving, you feel it at the store, you know, it's like ramped up again, which is good. But um, something that was big with COVID is that it slowed things down a bit. You know, for me, it slowed me down and let me uh, have be more introspective and heal and, and work on myself. And I don't want to lose that because I can't, I can't book every day, man. Like that's what I was doing. I was booking every day. Like I'd have five things to do a day. Like we'd be like hanging out with five different people, be working on FNJ, Jacked. I mean, Jacked has been, I mean, look how, you know, Jacked's completely changed, right? In the last couple of months. Yeah. I mean, it's wild. Um, so, I mean, it's good to see the results, but you get addicted too to the, um, to the results. You know what I'm saying, Eric? Like, you know, yeah. I, I started looking at, you know, our, our statistics and analytics. And then if we had an episode that didn't show as much, I'm like, why aren't we getting it? You know, why aren't we getting big? Why aren't, you know, I was just like, I'm not trying to be famous, but I, I do like to see the progress, you know? And um, that, that gets exhausting too. It's like, man. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> And it we, is, man. Yeah. Um, 
the content game, especially podcasting, YouTube channels, whatever, uh, it's a it's a tough game. You know, if anyone wants to get into it, I'm like, you know, one one piece of advice I would give anyone is get used to consistently and putting out stuff for a while and just really grinding through. And you're always putting out good stuff. I think all the stuff we're putting out is good, you know, but you're always trying to figure out like, what could you do better or how much, mm-hmm. how do you get people? How do you reach the most people? Are we being too much this way or that way? And it's a tricky game. And so you got to have, I mean, that in of itself, the content game alone can burn someone out because you get in your own head too. You're always constantly thinking like, is this the right move? Is that the right move? Should I have done this different? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and it's hard. You can get in your head too easily too. And so I try to have the approach of like, you know, almost like not that I don't care because I do, but you can't overtly care about it because you'll never post anything or you'll just regret everything you put out, you know? Yeah. I, I was like listening to a podcast we did this morning, Mike Johnson, which was good, but I, I, I think I over talked. Um, I was a little nervous. I wanted it to go well. And sometimes when I'm nervous, I talk more, I ramble. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we are our harshest cricket critic, right? Like yeah. being in the limelight, man, is a lot of, I can't imagine, like, I don't want to be famous. I really don't. Um, I was actually accused recently of wanting fame versus love, which, okay. I'd, I'd rather have a wife and kids and fame. I don't care. I just want to help people. You know, if I get fame from it, that's fine. But, um, yeah, man, it's uh, the content creation. A lot of people try and do podcasts. I'm always supportive of people. Like people are trying to reach out to us to ask for like, how do you maintain it? And like, dude, there's been periods I had to take a step back, right, Eric? And you stepped up. You stepped up huge. Um, you've got a lot going on. Brandon's got a lot going on. And we're just going to keep putting out episodes, whether it's, you know, one a week, probably at least, and then maybe two. But um, we have so many guests, man, that want to come on and we want to fulfill all those needs. And uh I mean, our first shirts, dude, exceeded, like, my expectation. I mean, that was... That oh, was yeah, I was blown away. And to give over, like, $1,000 to St. Jude's, pretty cool. I mean, it, it took a lot of work. We spent four hours one day just boxing shirts or bagging shirts, right? I spent another eight to ten hours probably doing that to finish it right. Like, dude, it was... That That was seriously, Eric, what threw me, at, at, uh, threw me against the wall was the shirts. Like, seriously, dude, like, it doesn't sound like it, but this is all learning, like, boxing the shirts, like, bringing them to, to USPS, making sure the sizes are right, making sure the address, we had to do the labels, and then I had to pay, and all this, oh, my God, it was, the logistics of it was, was a nightmare. Yeah, it's something that I don't think a lot of people really think or consider, or, like, when people, sh- you know, are spitting out ideas, you know, it's like, there's a lot to it not just there was a lot yeah and i was just like man was was that worth it but i mean it was right we're able to give back to st jude's it's a big part of our mission is is to give back so um that's really exciting but i think there's like i I look life like a six-way teeter-totter okay like Mm -hmm. you know six angles and you're kind of constantly but every once in a while you get one out and you have to reset that and that's you know kind of what i did um something also i you know i did some you know self-reflection right like i like stability and i've been seeking stability in a relationship since i was a kid because i grew up with this amazing family initially and then it fell apart so i got to see broken in like an amazing family so the partridge family and then i got to see like i don't know some crazy drama (laughs) for our family i had both so um, i do know that deep down like the child inside of me really does want me to female and, and like 
you know, have a family and be able to do that and experience that. Cause I think that would be the ultimate reward. And then recently not having a relationship and then not feeling good about myself made it really hard. You know, I think most of the time you get out of a long-term relationship, um, it's hard. You know, I avoided those feelings and, um, now I really feel single. Wow. How's it feel? I mean, it's okay. I'd rather be in a relationship, but I'm not going to fill the void, you know, like, um, I just, I genuinely, I think seriously, like since I, a long time ago, man, I, I was like really hoping for, you know, what Brandon has or what you have or Kyle, you know, like, um, you know, just to get that stability. Because when I, I remember growing up, man, like every day was just, it felt, you felt safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then for a long time, like my parents fought for five years and uh, like, I never felt safe. Like, not, not like they did anything to me. It was just like, you, you didn't feel like your home was, was good. You know what I mean? Like you were like, are, are my parents going to stay together? And that was like a constant thought for five years. And I think that takes a toll of like not knowing, you know, your family is a big part of your life. And I think I've been searching for that for a long time. Um, so anyways, I just thought that was vulnerability yeah, at its best. It's, it's definitely, I mean, I've been, I mean, I spent a long time in my adult life as a single guy. I mean, the most I'd ever date a girl was for like a month or two. And then it would always fizzle out because I was dating him for the wrong reasons. Um, and it's definitely like now I'm engaged, we're planning a wedding. And sometimes I just, it's, it's so surreal. Like, I'm like, this is weird. Like, you know, now we live together and, and it's, it's a totally different, different life. I, I prefer this one, but I was happy. I found out a way to be happy. When I was single, I was a happy guy. I had great friends. I, you know, I, I have good family. Like I enjoy my life. Uh, but I think it's important to just be where you're at, you know? And so when you're in a season of life where you are single, um, I think it's important to be like, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm going to be this. I'm going to embrace it. And I'm going to be it. And you also know that it's not going to last forever. So everything in life is super temporary. It's all temporary. Even our existence is temporary. And so seeing that temporariness and then just wondering, you know, what can I do in this space that I have right now? Okay. So right now I'm single. What am I going to do with this right now? I mean, and now we're, you know, we're engaged. We're not, I'm going to savor this engagement because then we're married, you know, and then it's, we're not engaged in planning. It's, it's a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just important for people to really just, name what they're where they're at in life and then be in that space instead of maybe looking past that space because maybe it's not something that you want um but i think that also leads to a lot of different anxieties and burnouts for people because maybe they're in a job that they're like if i just had the one rung up the ladder i'd be a little happier but just that thought alone and not just embracing where they're at well they may burn out quicker because they're just not even focused on the job they have right now. Um, yeah, I, I've done that with my job. So I, you know, I'm a nurse practitioner. I take care of patients in the urgent care setting mostly. And, um, you know, it's been a year now. I've been at uh, NP almost, almost a year, like next week's a year. So I forget I've had three jobs in my first year. I am starting a business. I have a podcast and that's all been in the year. I had a relationship that is there and then ended. Um, it's been a big year, man. And I forget, I'm like, God, I've only been an MP a year, but I'm like, what else can I do? There's so many opportunities in the medical field that sometimes I forget. And then I like, I ground myself. So like one of the first things I did when I, uh, when I crashed, man, is I had so much more empathy for my patients again. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Because I was so distracted for a while. Like I still provided good care, but I was so distracted because I was thinking about, oh, the podcast, you know, Franklin and Joints. I was thinking about this other stuff and, you know, dating or whatever. And like, then I was like, God, I'm not in the moment. And I need to be there in the moment for my patients so that they, they feel loved and cared for, you know, and that they know I'm there with them because it's not easy to, to sit down with someone. A lot of people that come to the, the urgent care or they come somewhere, the ER or whatever, they say why they're there, but they don't really know why they're there. They don't know what's wrong. You know, and my job is as a detective is to kind of find that out and find out the best solution, which is not always, it's not always textbook. Uh, most of the time it's not, it's called practicing medicine for a reason. So I think it's a really good viewpoint. It is, man. And I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, someone who's on the flip side of the coin, who has no medical background at all, you know, and anytime I've gone to an urgent care because I, I mean, I don't really go to my doctor. I usually don't need to, but it's usually because I'm sick and I'm in pain and I'm going there like, please like fix me. You know, mm-hmm. like I'll tell you exactly what's going wrong with me. Just please help me. Please fix me. And I've been so fortunate to have good, good providers at urgent cares that, that gave, that diagnosed what I had, whether it was uh, antibiotic that they prescribed me or they did this for me or that for me, whatever the level of care was, I was so thankful because I was like, I was hurting. I was in so much discomfort. Um, I like to think I have a high pain tolerance. I hope I do, but you know, they, uh, they, they were very helpful. And, and so you need people who aren't thinking about other things because you want them to be dialed in. I, I would hope they're dialed in, you know? Yeah. It's uh, we have to take care of ourselves for sure. Even you dude. I mean, if you're not having a good day, you run an entire school, you affect what 300 plus kids like and teenagers every day. And that's a really trying time. And you're in a title one school. So you're talking about kids that don't have the resources. They don't have the, the you know, usually don't have the support. You know, it's usually a one parent household. Um, if you, if you don't come in, they're ready to go, man. I mean, that, that impacts those kids. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. You see more than I do. I'll see 20 to 40 a day, but you, you take care of 300, you know? So that's, that's a lot of pressure. It is. It is. I have to remind myself of that too. And I have, you know, I have teachers all the time coming up with questions and it's easy for me to get very frustrated because I, you know, that first thought in my head will be like, why can't you figure it out? You know, but then I have to think back, like, you know what, they're coming to me because they need some help. So maybe this is an opportunity for me to not only help, but maybe this is a teaching opportunity for me to to show them a way to do something so they don't have to ask the same question again, which is mutually beneficial to me too, right? Because they're not coming back with more questions of the same, same kind of stuff. But yeah, it's all, it's all perspective and just kind of, you know, having that deeper level of empathy and understanding of, of your surroundings and why these people may need help or what they're asking to. And I think when you don't have that, dude, you just, you burn out. Yeah, it, it was, um, it was tough because I was just seeing nothing but progress, man. I was like, boom, 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 boom. You know, I spent a lot of money the last three months. Now I'm, now I'm literally in minimalism mode. You know, like I, I had an engagement fund for five grand because I wanted to get engaged. Like I would, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to get engaged and get married, all this stuff. Um, but I spent all of it, you know, on, on the podcast studio and, you know, AK 47 and, and all this stuff, whatever. Um, it was gone like that. And when I wasn't filling my life with highs, you know, I was like, Oh, I don't have the money to just eat out or whatever. I have to actually follow my every dollar budget. Um, it really humbled me, you know, and like, um, it made me grateful for my job. It made me grateful for, I mean, especially with my family and friends. This is the first time ever I, I got depressed and I like literally reached out to everybody and I was just very honest about it. I was like, look, man, I'm down. Like I'm down in the dumps. This is where I'm at. 
I went around, people hung out, and everyone's been so loving and supportive and understanding. And it's just like, it just felt good because I put more pressure on myself than anyone else does, you know? And like, so just to be vulnerable about that and just, just be honest about your feelings, um, it, it's such a freeing feeling. Like it's scary, you know what I mean? Cause I don't want to hear, oh, you're not doing enough or something. But really again, for me, I mean, dude, it's seriously like people tell me all the time, you're doing so much. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing enough. I watched a Gary V video. Yep. You know, I watched uh, whatever, you know, Tony Robbins video and I'm like, maybe I should stop watching videos for a little bit because, and then I started comparing myself. Yeah. Like that got kind of scary, right? You know, like I was talking to my buddy's ER doc and he told me how much he makes versus me. I'm like, God, I got to make more, you know? And I was like, but you know, that's not fair and it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, I do want to strive, but then like Mike Johnson, I was like, oh, I want to go to the Bachelorette. I'm like, there's no way I could do Bachelorette right now, man. I got way too much going on. And like, do I really want to do that? It'd be cool to find love and get on, on TV. But like, I mean, I'm not Mike Johnson though. You know what I mean? Like I just started comparing myself. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, this. And it's like, well, I should really just compare myself to the man in the mirror. Yeah. You know, Jordan Peterson says that. I may be getting this saying wrong, but I think that's what they'd call like a zero sum game. Right. So it's like, comparing yourself to others is always zero sum there's you get nothing out of that you can mm -hmm. look at someone like gary v jocko tim kennedy whatever these hyper performers and they inspire you and that's good but when you start comparing yourself like well i want to i want a golf stream too you know i want a g6 <laughs> like it's like it's not good it's not because you're still mm -hmm. just competing with you you should just look back like you said you had this huge year you had this crazy year you had this productive year well look back where you were 365 days ago and where you're you're at now, you move the needle. And yeah. so I, I do the same thing, dude. I get I'm so impressionable. So whoever I'm listening to at the time, when it like whoever's podcast I'm on or YouTube channel, I start getting more like that and I start getting in my head and then I start getting ahead of myself too. And it is stressful because then I start having some fear and doubt like I have these huge dreams and goals and aspirations, but what if I'm you know, what if I can't like my job my, my goal is to eventually quit. Uh, working in schools and working for a nine to five job. I want to have my own. I want to be self-employed. It's it's, there's a process to that. And there's a foundation I got to do. And there's things I got to, you know, put into place and, and that I am working on. But then when you see how long it'll take, it can get you down because you're like, oh, what if I don't? Like, what if it doesn't work? And then I'm still doing the same thing. You know, I told myself I wouldn't be doing this in a few years, you know. So that's all that negative it's like weeds, dude. Like weeds will grow in a hundred degree heat through the cracks of the sidewalk, right? And flowers mm -hmm. and stuff. You got the water. And so you have to be proactive and be realistic and, and uh, not compare yourself because I mean, seriously, the only race you're running against is you. That's it. Yeah. It's comparison is the thief of happiness or thief of joy, something like that. Yeah. Big time. Um, yeah, man, you said a lot of big things there. I mean, it's, oh gosh, what, what things, uh, what things do you do to de-stress, man? Like what kind of go-to activities or habits, hobbies you got to do? Um, you know, what has been really good for me is uh, I've gotten, I've always been big into reading. Uh, and then I kind of took some time off for probably a long time, actually. And I, I've recently have gotten more into reading. But when I read now, uh, before it was like I'd start reading in 20 minutes, just want to go to sleep. But now I've been, I've been, I get out my notebook I have a notebook, a highlighter, a pen, and my book, and I read, but I only read a few pages, and I try to highlight, and I try to take notes. So I'm kind of writing and doing some note-taking, 
and then I, I, I either rip out the page and put it in the book. So I'm trying to convert my books into almost like a little study guide. And I've actually been, that's like, sometimes I just can't wait to get off work because I do that. And I don't do it that long. I'll spend like 45 minutes doing it maybe, sometimes longer or shorter. And uh, it's really calming. And I feel like I learned some stuff and I get all kind of excited because I learned some stupid thing about whatever, you know. Yeah, you're always mom. learning, man. You're always like, and it's like stuff that I don't know about. I mean, you know about conspiracies out there. I don't know about, you know, about like what's really going on right now. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really well versed. Like, cause I'm in, you know, I'm kind of in my world, but yeah, you, you're so widespread in your knowledge and it comes out on the podcast. It comes out probably, it comes out in real life too. That's why, I, that's why we connected, right? That's how we, yeah. you and I, the original founders of Jack, right? It's kind of cool. Yeah. We, we've only been doing this podcast, dude, not even a year, right? Not even a year. Not even a year. And we're at to where we had one video where with the How to Rona doc, Steve, Steve Sample, over 500 views and listens. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty big, right? Like, I'm yeah. really impressed by that. I mean, people give us compliments and stuff. It's been, it's been amazing, man, um, to see. I mean, we didn't really know when we started this. Like, I remember we did our first 10 episodes prior just to bank them. You remember that? Yep. And, you know, we talked about some, some good topics, some tough topics to talk about. And, um, those are the talks we have just, just, just you and I. Yeah. Um, it was just like religion, finance, happiness, money. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And, um, to see where we're at now, I mean, the amount of guests we get on and the people that want to come on, I don't know that many podcasts, you know, first, I really don't know that many at all. Um, I would say we're pretty prominent in the, the North Phoenix community, I would, I would assume. Oh, yeah, for um, sure, dude. It's been, uh, it's been a wild ride, man. Like, who knows where we'll be at in another year? Like, I don't know. That's, that's, that's where I, I talk about that consistency, and then you realize, like, how important it is to be consistent. You know, you always talk about walk the walk. Well, if I say be consistent, and then I look back, and I'm like, oh, it's only been 10 months, like, we are being consistent, but I, I forget. I can, I almost feels like we've been doing it for years. Doesn't it? Because, well, you had the E&E podcast and then it went to Jacked and, yep. um, you know, now, now we got a studio and all this stuff going on and now we actually gave money back. I mean, that was so huge, right? There's something so important about happiness and walking the walk. Our walk the walk was this podcast, hopefully make some money, but really we want to get back. We want to promote people. We want to make people's lives better. This is not like a main income source. It, we haven't made a dollar from this yet. Not $1. All we spent is thousands of dollars, right? Yep. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even want to count, but we spent uh, thousands of dollars on this podcast and there's been so much support we've gotten with, you know, the podcast studio design, Mark Coleman, you've been amazing. Love you brother. Um, you know, Anthony stepped in, he was huge when I was going through my tough time, Anthony stepped in and he was, he, he brought a lot of zest to the show and he helped with you when you had a little bit more free time. Um, Brandon, you know, he, he jumped on board and now I think, I think it's coming together, man. I'm so proud to like tell people about the podcast, what we're doing um, and who knows where it goes, which is, which is exciting. It's the uncertainty. It's great. And, and, the, one of the things I always kind of envision, especially when you're starting out and you're like, you know, you're doing one a week or two a week and you're building it and building it and people think like, oh, you got a podcast? Like, okay, who doesn't, you know? That now when you're sitting 70 plus episodes, push, knocking on a hundreds door, you know, now it's on YouTube. Now there's a whole good, look at that setup you have there. 
you know, I've learned so much. I, I know how to do so much. And, and thanks to Brandon too about that. I mean, he's even really introduced uh, Zoom and video and I've, um, I've sat down and figured out, like I've got a new webcam and I'm figuring out how to use my phone to, to do stuff even remote and just to be able to set up interviews in other ways. And I'm kind of learning and I stuff I had no idea about a year ago. And, and to get it to this point, it's part of that just being consistent because there's all these different times where you have doubt, you have some anxiety, you have some burnout, mm -hmm. you think like, you know, who, or do people like it? But then when I look back, I'm like, gosh, there's a lot of good ones. Like sometimes I just scroll through Spotify. I'm like, damn, dude, I can't believe like, like, dude, we had a Jets quarterback on, you know? Oh yeah. You guys did good with that. David fails. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I I'm like, yeah. We had the top cardiologist from NASA, like was literally worked for NASA. Like he just jumped on, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Like it has not been a problem getting guests, not because of us. It's just people want to talk and they want to come on. And we're like, okay, you know, and um, we're all about giving anyone a platform, you know, yeah. and uh, this is a podcast. I, I still struggle, Eric, like telling people what the podcast is. I say, hey, we're pushing good male role models, you know, good female role models too. And um trying to live example through that and we give back but i don't i don't know how to sum it up like how do you sum it up Aaron? yeah it's really hard uh, i think i actually made a video about it i don't really have it down to an elevator pitch quite yet that's what i want that's what i want so what i want to tell people is like you know it is a podcast it, it's centered around males so it's it's topics from the male perspective we support good you know males you know good men and i always used to say this and i think it still has uh, relevance but it's like we're taking complex topics and we kind of bring it down to the layman. And I like so mm -hmm. there's a lot we've had, I mean, and even, even stuff from Brandon um, and, and everyone else we've had on recent, recent guests can take, you know, a complex issue and kind of just talk about it in terms that people understand, whether that's coronavirus, whether that's, you know, some stuff with politics, whether it's, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we have people who are given very layman term perspectives that I think anyone could sit down and listen. I think Mike Johnson, you know, you could take these complex topics like love and like all these different things. And he's just such a cool, relaxing, awesome guy. And he's got a great smile. And so you're engaged. Uh, mm -hmm. Elliot, Brandon's buddy. I mean, man, the first 10 minutes, I was instantly like listening to that podcast over like, dang, this guy knows so much about business. He knows so oh, much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's immersed in it. He's passionate about it. But I don't think people wouldn't, I don't think people would listen to it and not be able to understand what, what he's saying. And so we have these people that come on, but they're not, they might be an expert in their field, but they don't talk like how they would with another expert. You know, they use terminology that most people should be able to stick with. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you have, I mean, we're all experts kind of, I guess experts. I don't even like that term, but I mean, Brandon's got a yeah. lot of education. He's an ER physician. He's, he's yeah. a stud, you know, he will, he'll downplay himself, but the guy's a stud when it comes to skills and he's always calm, handles a lot. I mean, the guy, the guy's a savage. Um, he saved a lot of lives because of how confident he is and then um, how good he is at his job, you know, um, mm -hmm. cause that's who you want in an emergency situation which I've been bedside with them, you know, tons of times, you know, a lot of dying people that we saved because of, you know, big part because of Brandon. Um, and then you got you, man. I mean, you're, you're freaking running a school that um, is going through probably arguably one of the toughest times probably 
uh, with COVID and trying to keep attendance and trying to keep, you know, the economy is scary right now and like politics and the world and all this chaos. And, and you're trying to keep these kids' lives on track so that they can, you know, be involved with sports and the next step and stay out of trouble. And um, you're constantly putting out fires. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, man, it's, uh, and, and I would say too with Jack, um, like what you were saying earlier, I would, I would call it just, you know, it's a passion project, you know, it's not mm-hmm. so much of a business as like, we're trying to make a lot of money through it. Uh, you know, it, it maybe if it got big enough, whatever, I don't even know, but it's definitely a passion project and it's designed to give people content that gives back and then financially, hopefully it can give back to which it already has. And so, yeah, that was, that was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Brandon, well, I know for a fact, Brandon, know for a fact you with what you're doing and hopefully with, you know, wherever my life takes me to, you know, we're going to, we're going to find our own financial endeavors and businesses and jobs and build and grow and, and all that. And then the cool thing about Jack is it's just this hub for like, hub for like knowledge, philanthropy, you know, entertainment, like the Mm -hmm. list goes on and on. It's just this like, it's like a bunch of grown up kids that they had this cool toy that we're like building. It's like a go-kart we're all building. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. fun and it's not work. It's well, some of it's work, right? You know, it feels like it's work when you're, when you're packing t-shirts and stuff, but this part isn't work. We're making content right now. And it's just, it's, it's been a great conversation, dude. You, you made my night and, but this is, there's been once though, right, Eric, I went through a period when I was really struggling and I was like, dude, I think I need to quit. Like it was such a stressor for me, bro, for a couple months. And I was like, I don't know if I can continue you know, content, blah, 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 every week, week, week. And you freaking push through. You're like, no, man, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it going. And you just have to know what Frank is, which yeah. <laughs> I'm the freaking cheerleader, but sometimes I need to take a seat, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I've been up there and throwing up in there and pom-poms too much. I need to sit down, but uh, <laughs> that's funny, man. Like, you know, we didn't quit for at 75 episodes or whatever. Um, we have our first potential sponsor actually potential. Yeah. So we'll see about that. People are reaching out for that. And um, I just think it's so cool to see, you know, something come to fruition, you know, and yeah. I forget how far we've come and how much we put into it and how many people we have to thank. And, um, you know, St. Jude's is an amazing organization. It's going to be the first one we get back to, but there's other organizations we want to get a, be a part of. And um, I think one thing everyone can, can benefit from is giving back. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter whether it's volunteering. We want to get into that at some point, um, kind of hard with COVID, but, you know, giving money back, you know, money talks, uh, bullshit walks, right? Like put your money where your mouth is. And we did, you know, um, I just think that's such a rewarding feeling. Feeling uh, like we've talked about this a few times. But 2018, America donated 400 billion dollars. Yeah, I mean that's that's amazing. Who says America's you know broke? I mean, there's things that definitely need to be improved. But I mean, that's that's very nice. Like that makes my heart fill up with joy. Yeah, and it kind of backs up this idea that I, I've always kind of had of like, you know, I think innately, I think people are pretty good. I think people are good. I think people enjoy giving back. I think people mm-hmm. help each other. And I think that you, we would be surprised at the level of uh, philanthropy people can give. And w- just like with Jack, man, I, I always hope that whatever kind of content we come up with, whatever episode we put out, this conversation, I hope someone can hear it, man, that, and they take something from it and they just, it helps them. 
Maybe if it's just mm-hmm. that day, maybe it's for something bigger. But so I also got to get out of my own head too. I think some of our best qualities is that we're like Joe Rogan experience. That's what we got to be at. That's the level. Like, you know, that's what I want to aspire to be. But at the same time, we, you got to realize if we get a hundred views on something, even just a hundred, like if there's one person out of a hundred that heard it and it was helpful to them, well, then the whole thing was worth it, you know, and that may not even be for a couple months or whatever. Like there's people going back to listening to all sorts of stuff. And I can't even keep up with the amount of stuff we've probably said. I mean, we, we have what, 70 some episodes, an hour each, like 74. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot yeah, of be knocking on a hundred hours of us recorded saying stuff. Who, who knows how much you can keep track of, you know? How much yeah, I know. I mean, not every episode has been good. We're, we're learning, we're getting better. Um, you know, we kind of strayed a little bit, but then we kind of like got more guided, uh, you know, and back on path, but it's, um, man, it's been awesome, dude. Like <laughs> it's just, I forget, this actually is so funny. So like frankly, new joints, by the way, this podcast is officially sponsored by frankly, new joints. Yeah. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to say, so that's our first sponsor is, is that company, which me and Brandon are a part of, but, um, what I wanted to say is like, God, I totally lost my train of thought. I just, I, I got too excited with our first sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, I want to give one more shout out, man. Because uh, she's been awesome. Is Melissa from, uh, actually, she reached out to me via Instagram. She's done the Motivation Burrito. She's been super supportive uh, in social media. And so I just want to say thank you very much for being there for me. She's really sweet. Um, the podcast community is, is actually really tight. You know, I think people want to see other people be successful. Like I'm in forums and stuff like on Facebook and everyone's yeah. like, Hey, po- they post like a question. And then people um, are like, Oh, Hey, do this or do that or do this or do that. And I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Like, you know, you're constantly learning. Like I, it's like Gary Vee, man. We talked about this, right? The pie of success. It's not really a pie. It, 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 there's enough for everybody in that pie. Anyways, there's not a slice that you takes away everything. Right. Like, cause some people think, Oh, if they're successful. I can't be successful. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. If you want the tallest building in the city, just build it. You don't have to tear everyone else down. Just build it up. Yeah. I'm doing a, I'm doing a a really big job of like not complaining sometimes, especially when I get agitated, I got in a complaining mood. You know what I mean? I started going to this. I'm like, God, I, what, what, what am I complaining about? You know, you had our good man segment. The guy that would like punch two officers was a war vet. He, he, he got the Medal of Honor posthumously, which is usually common, you know, after death because of what they did was amazing. And I'm like, man, you just think like, what am I complaining about? Because my, my car hit 92,000 miles. Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what? Like I had a patient bro the other day that um, came in double amputee, right? In a wheelchair, heavier guy. And he fell down and broke his femur on the left side and ortho orthopedics put the cast on and it fell off because it's really hard to make a cast on like basically like a, a stub right and he yep. came to me and I was like well that's we don't have special stuff you know and like he was really frustrated and I could just see it man I tried to have empathy I was like yeah I, I could see why you know you got a tough situation I mean this guy can't walk he um, has a, you know, really low quality of life. So I took him in and said, Hey man, we'll do our best. We'll wrap it for you. You know, we wrapped it real tight for him. He was super thankful, man. I uh, gave him some recommendations on his pain control and how to follow pain protocols and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know where that came from. I just wanted to bring that story up about that when I'm down, that's the time for me to double down on empathy. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like when I'm not feeling good, that's, that's when I reach out to more people. That's when I take care even more of my patients. Um, that's when I look more for being grateful and praying to God and saying, thank you very much for everything I have. You know, like I ask for strength and stuff like that, but I don't know. I think that's the time to, to not introvert and it's time to give some out, you know? Um, yeah, definitely, man. Cause I, I think one of the best things too, is just having that perspective. Um, I was really kind of, I'm always a little, agitated after work you know you work all day then you sit i mean it's a big commute i'm always in traffic so i'm just a little more irritable so i was feeling like very irritable one day and then i just i don't even know how i stumbled upon this and i know we want we were talking about wanting to talk about this on the podcast i think we should i saw some videos out of yemen about the yemen civil war oh i i have a whole thing about that man we need to do an episode on that i did a bunch of research on yemen yeah, we we definitely need to because some of these videos I saw, dude, it was one of those videos where you're like, I can't, I can't unsee this, and it was of a two month year old baby that looked like a skeleton with skin on it, and his oh, dad's like, yeah. and his dad's like, I have no food, we have nowhere nowhere to go because of the civil war. I, all I do is give her a little bit of water with sugar in it to make her stop crying, and I'm looking at this baby like, I don't know how this baby doesn't just die in the next like couple weeks like i just don't know how he doesn't and so instantly like instantly i'm like god you're such a weak bitch dude like (laughs) yeah you're feeling irritable because you just got done working at your job all day that pays you in your air-conditioned car in traffic Mm -hmm. and now i'm sitting about to eat a massive meal which i don't need any more food on me but i'm going to eat this huge meal and now there's this baby in yemen you know it just gives you that perspective and I'm like, it jolts you right back into reality. And I'm like, you know what? I have more I can do. I have more I can give. I instantly don't feel irritable anymore. It's just amazing how your mindset can totally flip when it has perspective, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing, man. Like, there's so many people that had, I always said, it, there's always someone that had it harder than you and smiled more. Yeah. And I, for, I forget. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I've been through some stuff, but I mean, it's nothing compared to other people. You know, you need to value yourself and your struggles, but also like, I don't know, not overdo it. Again, it's like a balance, you know, like getting it in, into place. But yeah, it's it's amazing what people have been through, have gone through. I mean, there's literally been hell on earth multiple times. Oh, and, yeah. you know, there's hell on earth right now in certain parts of the world. And um, I don't know, I complain sometimes because... Oh, I, uh, I didn't make, you know, double what I thought I should make or whatever, or, oh, we didn't get 500 views exactly on podcasts, you know, like, like what I, you know, I can go get Wendy's right now three times in an hour if I want, (laughs) you know, I can go be fat as much as I want, eat whatever. I can eat ice cream every meal if I want, you know, it's like, I have that freedom and, um, God, yeah, it is perspective really like. It humbles you, you know, it gives you humility. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good point. How long do you want to go, brother? Well, I was going to say, I think, I feel like we're wrapping in on an hour. Do you have a quote? Yeah, I do have a quote. So daddy I got a quote. few. Oh, I got, yeah. Jack daddy quotes. <laughs> so, um, dude, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about the Yemen thing though. Uh, another yeah, episode. So here's a quote. It's, if there is not the war, you don't get the general. If there is not a great occasion, you don't get a great statesman. If Lincoln had lived in a time of peace, no one would have known his name. And that was Theodore Roosevelt, 
Army Colonel and 26th President. So it's I those, like it. the only way a diamond becomes a diamond is through that immense pressure, right? Yeah, man, you just, you can't, some things you can't become or experience without that hard time or like something to cut through you, you know? Mm -hmm. It's all, all the tough times, even my recent burnout I had just in the last week, it's like, mm -hmm. it, it made me think, okay, you know, I had to sit back and go, well, what are my priorities? What am I really trying to get to? You know, I'm trying to get yeah. to, like, what am I really trying to do? I was like, so doing everything. I was like, no, no, no you need to go here. And then, oh, okay, so I am going to feel down again. So what can I, what can I do when I do that? Or how do I prepare in the future? You know, because you can't always be on a high. You can't. Yeah, you can. I fell on a high for like three months, but it's like, you just can't sustain that. You can't sustain like being in the zone, in the zone, in the zone, in the zone until something, you know, gives out. Well, like they say, man, the sweet's not as sweet without the bitter. So if you're always on that high, like, what is the like what's outside of that? Can you ever, you know, can you ever yeah. feel that again? Yeah, that that is so true. Like you need your sad days so you enjoy your happy days. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Yin and yang. Yeah, there's there's so much about that. But yeah, this is um well, it's been a good pod, man. Burnt out. We could always reach out to us if you want on our email or Instagram or Facebook or social. Um I'm trying to think what else we got big things coming up i mean yeah, we're gonna tell people hey go to jackpot.com it's got i mean everything it's a great website Thanks yeah caleb. thank you caleb our intern he's been amazing uh hopefully we'll be producing some more content with some videos and things like that we still have a bunch of great guests lined up that are gonna be coming on um mm -hmm. you know and hopefully uh man we'll just keep seeing progress keep helping people and if people have suggestions please leave them in the comments um on youtube uh we like the comment section uh give us suggestions on social media um our first sponsor is frankly new joints which is really cool uh kind of sounds legit right um yeah. but we'll see what happens and then uh yeah man we're here for everybody so yeah and if you're watching this on youtube hit the like and subscribe button yeah subscribe we we're at we want to get to 100 subscribers and the next one we want to keep going we want to keep going um and any way we can get better uh we're here so that's it so yeah. thank you everybody yeah thank you guys thank you for tuning in to another can't miss episode of just a couple dudes or jacked podcast we're new on twitter so please give us a follow at at jakd pod on instagram you can follow us at jakd underscore podcast and we have a new youtube channel set up at just a couple dudes and that's couple with a k we also have a website, jakdpod.com, with a new store set up where you can check out our merch and other fun items that we're going to be putting up. So please give us a follow, check out our website, and tune in for the next podcast that we'll be releasing shortly. Thanks. Mm -hmm.